Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, everybody, welcome. We got another great podcast for you today. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen. I'm back in beautiful Cabo San Lucas. Yeah, good thing I scheduled the show for... Two o'clock today because seven planes landed about the same time. So immigration and customs was pretty crazy for a little while. Everybody waiting for their luggage. So I think we timed it just perfect to do the show now. So everybody out there that's watching, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're going to get started here in a few minutes. Let a few more people on the live show jump on. Those of you that listen on the podcast. Hang in there. We're just going to start here in a second. And today is Text the Show Wednesday. So if you send me a text message, I'll read it on the air here. And uh, we'll uh, talk about your question. I'll try to answer it to the best of my abilities. If I don't know the answer, I'll make up a really good answer. Marley is super excited that Dad's back in town. You want to get my shoulder, buddy? He is super excited. He's like, all right, dad's back. Kelly said he's been crying like crazy the whole time I've been gone. When I left my granddaughter last night to drive down the mountain, I felt the same way, Marley. It was tragic leaving little baby Zaya up there in Tahoe. But I'll be back up there soon enough to go see her again. But don't forget, gang, it's Text the Show Wednesday. All you got to do is text me a question. I'll read it on air. We're going to pick one lucky person. And Kelly Girl will ship you off a T-shirt right away. So send in your text messages to 949-374-0786. And uh, I'll try to do my very best to answer your questions and read them on air. And uh, we already got a couple of questions here, so we'll get going in just a second. Once again, it's Okuma Wednesday, gang. We always talk an Okuma product or a Fish Labs product on Wednesday. And I was lucky enough to go up to California, go to my son's house up there in Tahoe. And, and Dave Brown over there at Akuma delivered me some nice couple of reels. I want to show them to you. I'll show you one today, and then we'll show you one next Wednesday. But I want to talk about that reel, so we'll talk about it in a little bit. And I think this is my new favorite lever drag reel. It's such a bitch and little reel. So we'll show you that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's just jump right into the questions here, gang. If you have a question, go ahead and send it over to me at 949-374-0786. And gang, we got started late today because of the fact that today was a travel day for me. So I was traveling on the airplane down to beautiful Cabo from Tahoe. So I've been traveling all day. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I know you're feeling my pain. I had to go from one really crappy place to another really crappy place. So I know you all feel my pain. All right. So here's Jeff Lopez, one of our regular members, always contributing to everything. He uh, hopes I had a great trip back from Tahoe. And yes, I did. Thank you very much. This question is regarding your podcast yesterday about tipping the crew or the captain. If we go on a four pack private charter, 
what should be a good tip? Well, if I was running the four-pack charter as the captain and I had a deckhand, and it was just a day trip because that's what you're talking about, not overnight, nothing like that, no crazy stuff. If uh, you have went on that boat and you felt like you had a really good time and they took really good care of you and the captain knew what he was doing, and I'd say no problem giving the captain a $100 bill and giving the deckhand a $100 bill. That'd be that's like tipping 200 bucks. We we split everything down the middle on a charter boat of any size. I don't care if it's 100 feet long or 20 feet long. All tips should be split equally amongst the crew. So that's why I would look at it. If I was the captain and I was many, many times, $100 tips, very, very healthy. Makes me feel really good inside. Makes me feel like I did a good job. Um, and I know those of you that are having to leave rude comments about tipping, I'm not talking to you, so don't even waste your time. It was crazy, the amount of comments we got yesterday, people. Oh, change your profession. Do something else. Why do you tip a waiter or a waitress, you know? And, oh, another guy said, tipping is ruining America. <laughs> if that's what you think it is, boy, you are living in, I bet you you voted for the president, the one that's running the country right now. Oh, my goodness. You don't know who I voted for, so shut up. All right, so we're going to get going here. we got a couple more questions coming in. Today is Text the Show Wednesday. All you got to do is text me your question. That's my rescue monkey. Those of you that are new to watching the show, that's Marley. He's right above my head there all the time. He's so excited that Dad's home. He is just so excited. He just got to check me out. He wants to just check Daddy out. Plus, I'm wearing a hat. I hardly ever wear hats. So that's got him particularly curious, too. So Mike Lewis, hello, hello, hello. If a reel only has 40 pounds of drag, why do we need anything more than 40 pounds of line? Well, here's the deal. 40 pounds of drag, you're going to need, if you're going to utilize all 40 pounds of it, the line's not going to peel off. 40 pound isn't going to peel off that spool at 40 pounds of drag. It's different. It doesn't mean the same thing as the breaking strength of the line. That's a big fantasy. It's not real. 40 pounds of drag. We can barely pull the reel off of off the 130 with a 200-pound braid on it. You put some 40-pound braid and you pull on it as hard as you can. You barely. I don't think you're going to get that drag to move before the line breaks, especially if it's mono. If it's braid, maybe. But... 40 pounds of drag, 200 pound test, you can pretty much winch that fish in. You're not going to be able to hold it at 40 pounds of drag. 90% of the people on the earth can't hold it at 40 pounds of drag. It's just, it doesn't relate to the line, the pound of the drag. It just, that's just not the way it is. So it's a weird animal, just like the, the way they rate fishing poles. They put that 12 to 30 pound or 12 to 20 pound or whatever. That doesn't matter. You pick up the rod, you feel it, you touch it, you, you can know what you can do with it. You can slap 65 pound on a 30 pound rod. We do it all the time. So that's the thing about the drag, I think, Mike Lewis, but that's a phenomenal question. And a lot of people probably really want to know the answer to that. I don't think that the pound of the drag relates to the pound test. It just, it's in the fishing world, everything's kind of funky and weird. So it's, it's just hard to figure out. 
So I don't really know the true answer. Maybe next time we have John Bretta or Mark Mills or somebody, probably John Bretta, he can explain more about the drag pressure in the line pound test. Like I tell everybody, when you come to my seminars, I don't know the molecular structure of the drag system, and I don't know the molecular structure of the line. I just know what works, and that's all I can tell you guys, and I don't try to get too confused on the line and all that stuff. So That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right, we got another question here. What is your favorite lure to troll inshore? Bait, Tim, I'm not trolling. I'm not trolling lures inshore. I'm slow trolling inshore with either a live mackerel or a big sardine. And I'm slow trolling it along the edges of the hard bottom and along the edges of the kelp. And I'm keeping an eye out for the birds. I'm not really using any lures because when you're inshore, it's all about paying attention even more so than it is out in the open ocean because a little ball of bait could pop up and be gone in seconds in the edge of the kelp or just outside the kelp or off of a hard bottom or something in 60 to 100 feet of water like that yellowtail showing up at that area we talked about on our game plans and nobody went out there and caught any or i guess they some of them looked at them but they didn't catch any but that was a big volume of fish and now that bluefin has invaded everywhere it's all over the place from two miles off the beach all the way out to San Clemente Island, there's so much bluefin in our area, and it goes from the Channel Islands to below the Mexican border, plus Dorado and Yellowtail. The game plan tomorrow is going to be unbelievable. It's going to be hard to figure out where to actually go. But uh, if you guys have a question, you can just text me at 949-374-0786. I'll do my very, very best to answer your questions to the best of my ability, like I did with Mike Lewis. Okay. So, hey, Dave. This is from Matt. When you dolph when dolphin pods, what type and symptoms of dolphins do stop and troll to see if they are holding fish? Okay, that's a great question. The dolphin are going to be holding big time. There's so much yellowfin tuna now that's starting to bite and starting to react to chum and stuff just on the other side of the border that I really believe we're going to have that yellowfin tuna here like I've been talking about for a month and a half. On, it's going to show up on that dolphin if it hasn't already. And you're going to be looking for the common dolphin. And they're a smaller dolphin. They're the ones that swim in the big packs. Big packs, 100, 200, 300 animals. Those are common dolphins. They're a smaller dolphin. They're kind of a white and black coloration on them. But if you look at their dorsal fin, it's just like a little triangle where the Pacific white-sided is a sickle fin. It kind of tilts backwards a little bit. Same, almost same size, except the common dolphin, which is the most abundant dolphin in the world, found in every ocean around the world. That's what the tuna hang out with in Southern California with them. But we have so many different types of dolphins. You have the white-sided that has like a helmet head and that sickle fin. And then the, the common dolphin, they have a, a uh, bottlenose, for lack of a better word. They're not big like the the Pacific inshore bottlenose dolphin, which is a big gray animal. And some of you old timers remember Flipper. Flipper was an Atlantic bottlenose dolphin. We have the Pacific bottlenose dolphin out here on the West Coast. And it's a little bit bigger animal, but they don't hold tuna. That doesn't hold tuna. The uh, bottlenose dolphin, the white-sided dolphins, the Rizzo dolphins, the black dolphins. 
We don't catch any tuna on those in Southern California. The only one we catch them on is the common dolphin. Look it up. Google the name, common dolphin. Get a good look at it, and then you'll go, oh, yeah, I've seen those. They're big. They only grow to five and a half feet long, full grown. Weigh about 180 pounds. Smart, smart, smart like smart. And my theory on the dolphin is they do not like tuna. Tuna stay with the dolphin because they know the dolphin are smart enough to find them food. Dolphin has a sonar. Dolphin can cruise around. Dolphin can find them food real easy. Real easy that they couldn't find on their own because they don't have sonar. So they cruise around with the dolphin all day. The dolphin hates them because it represents problems. It represents a whole bunch of boats driving all over them, trolling through them, driving on top of them. Also, there's some dolphins that are probably 30, 40 years old that have seen their friends get wrapped with a net before. So that means death. So they really, really cannot stand when that tuna gets up underneath of them. A lot of times you'll see that pot of dolphins just start moving very, very quickly. That's when that tuna gets right under it, real close to the surface. They do not like that. They start to haul butt. If you can get over there on top of them and they're starting to go 100 miles an hour, swing in front of them and throw some bait. Nine out of 10 times, you're going to get bit. But when you're trolling through them, I like to have a couple cedar plugs. So for some reason, boy, when there's tuna around the dolphin, they love to eat the cedar plug. Then if you have some really good fishermen, the slide method I show you on the website with the with the torpedo sinker, it's deadly. Caught oh, hundreds of thousands of them with that method. It works really, really well. I'd love to show it to you right here on the show, but the paying members would probably think that's kind of baloney. So go over there and check out my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, and you can see all these different techniques we're talking about. This Tina Stanley says, you made Kelly Girl watch Marley for a week. Where does she get to go for a week now while you're watching? Kelly Girl can go anywhere she wants, anytime she wants. That's kind of the cool thing about being Kelly Girl. But she has such a deep love for the cat and the, and the monkey that she has a hard time leaving them any to, anyway if she is staying here with me or if she's going to go somewhere. But she has... The ability to go wherever she wants. I'd love for her to go up and spend some time with her mom or get her mom down here, one or the other. We'll see what happens. Darren, we are finally going offshore this weekend for trolling. Cedar plugs and DTX minnows. Maybe try the Mad Max. Any other general suggestions? Those small jet head feathers work really good, and everyone's complaining about this tunas on the micro bait. Well, that goes back to those little feathers I show you on the website. There's the length of my pinky finger, so they're like two inch. And they're little jet heads, purples and greens and blues and whites. And for some reason, that yellowfin loves to eat those. The orange colored ones, the red colored ones, white. The real small ones, though, very, very small, about the size of my pinky with a little jet head on them. They work very, very well to get those yellowfin tuna to bite, and also those dorado when they won't bite. So those are a couple of techniques that will work very well for you out there. And uh, right now, the game plan is going to be incredible, the amount of bluefin that is swimming to Southern California. It's been here the whole time, but now it's up on the beaches eating. It's going to be 
really, really a fun weekend. I have a feeling you guys are going to have a really good time. So I'm glad that you're both ready and you're getting out there. All right. So, gay, any more, uh, any more questions? 949-374-0786, a.k.a. the SAC, heading out Sunday night for a day and a half trip out of San Diego. How's it looking? Fishing Monday. Saw the weather is coming up on Sunday night. I haven't looked at the weather. I don't know what it's doing. I know that I'll have all that on our podcast or on our uh, game plan for this weekend. But I think if you're going on a sport boat, you got a phenomenal chance of catching some fish. For some reason, we're getting ready to go into the full moon. It's a few days away, but these fish are really starting to chew right now. They're eating really good. A lot of, lot of fish mixed everything, but yeah, that weather, go look at it on windy.com. Check it out. See what it looks like. I don't think you can get your money back for weather, though. I think the deposit's going to be the deposit. So you might as well just go and grin and bear it and see what happens. You got a great chance of catching fish. I know that. It might be a little rough, but fish are biting. Fish are definitely biting. It's a good time. Good, good time. Marley Cam coming in 2020. Absolutely. Why not? Why wouldn't we put a camera on his cage? I think that would be awesome. People could just watch him all day. See what he's doing? <laughs> Look at him. He's, you like that idea, bud? You like that idea? You like that? You want to come here? Come on. He's fast like a bunny today. So, gang, here we go. We've got another question. Thank you very, very much. You hired Pablo, Tina, and John. I know, and he's super excited to go with you guys. It's going to be great. And I think you got a really good chance of catching some Dorado. The kelp patties seem to be holding big time. So I think you got a very, very good chance of catching some Dorado this week. Coming up should be insane. I don't I don't have my iPad. I literally got home a few minutes ago. I'm going 100 miles an hour. I want to try to make sure I got the show in for you guys and uh, make sure I could answer everyone's questions. Do not forget 949-374-0786. That's how you're going to get a hold of me. That's how you're going to get your question read on the air. And that's how you're going to win a free t-shirt. And Marley's super excited. He wants your questions. All right. So here's what's going on. Here's what I think. What's going on in Southern California right now is that that updwelling of that cold water <clears throat> caused a huge bloom of plankton along the coast. And that's why all that bait fish moved in here along the beach. <clears throat> and it's brought that bluefin right into two miles off of Dana, two miles off of Oceanside, two miles off of San Diego. <clears throat> it's crazy the volume that they saw the last few days. The half-day boats, the three-quarter-day boats, just looking at tons of bluefin. But they're being bluefin. They're not biting. But if you know how to chuck a lure, they're biting the surface iron. They're biting the, the uh, cult sniper-type lure, the live deception flash lure, the, uh, <clears throat> the scrum popper. They're biting all the different lures that we show on the show all the time. But you got to know how to cast. you got to be able to get, figure out which way that fish is swimming. Like we talked about a week or so ago on the show about casting. You got to be really, really good at throwing throwing that lure, throwing that plastic lure, throwing the popper, throwing the chrome. You got to be very, very good. 
the fish lab flanker bait is a phenomenal bait. If you can throw that out there and walk it back, you way you clip it along and make it walk right back to the boat, that thing works really good. It looks like a little anchovy zipping around out there. And uh, I think that's kind of what they're feeding on. So that's why that flanker lure will work good. And we'll show you guys that next week on the show. And uh, let's talk real quick about this reel that I was talking to you about. Gang, the Salejo series reel, unbelievable. This is such a phenomenal lever drag reel. You know how I was talking before that the, most of the lever drag reels, too heavy, don't have that great free spool. This one has just an unbelievable free spool. It just goes forever and ever and ever. So it's going to be great when you're casting. It's going to be really good casting reel. I was throwing a jig on it down at the lake two days ago. This thing cast phenomenal. This thing is such a machine, too. This is the little two-speed, the 12 Alejos. This thing will stand up to any reel out there, I believe, for fishing this bluefin. This thing is just perfect. This thing works really, really good. you got to check it out. Look at That's my buddy John Brett's exciting new upgraded Alejos two-speed reels. For all you tuna guys, bottom fish guys, anybody that wants something that's super durable, heavy duty, but you can fish lighter tackle, this is it. I refer to this as a mini Makaira. So what we've done with the, the Lehos updates is that we've taken the dual force drag system that's in the Makaira and we've mirrored that inside the new Lehos. The other thing that we've done is based on popular demand that we've heard from you anglers out there is that we added a thrust bearing. The same thrust bearing that you'll find in the Makaira is now in the Lehos. So when you fish at really heavy drag pressure, you're gonna eliminate any handle binding and you're gonna have great free spool and you're gonna be able to really put the wood to these big tuna. The other thing that we've also done is that one of the keys to the Makaira drag system is a drag cam and the actual ramp and what it can actually achieve from free spool to strike, but more importantly, from strike to full when that fish is in the depth circle, the Makaira outperforms everything else. And what we did is we copied Makaira drag cam and put that in the Alihos. So some great uh, benefits there. The other thing, just like the previous Alihos, you have 17 four grade stainless steel gearing. One advantage that you do have, even though I call it a mini Makaira, one advantage that it does have is that there's a cast control system. So you can adjust this to real heavy pressure. Say if you're up in Alaska fishing halibut, you got real heavy lead, you can slow that spool down or you can do micro adjustments for say casting uh, sardines or something like that on the West Coast. Uh, the new Alios is going to be backed by a three-year warranty. This product is now shipping and in the dealer's hands right now. If you want to find out more information on the Alios, check it out on okumafishingusa.com. Well, <clears throat> I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, how cool is that? Thank you very much, Elliot, for doing that for me. And uh, there it is. You can't get it better from anybody else. John Bretta, he kind of has a half a clue what he's talking about since he developed this reel. But I'm telling you, this is my new, this is my, I would love to go try this out on some of that bluefin, some of that 100-pound bluefin. The The price point is going to be at your local tackle store. Look at, we'll throw the uh, QR code up for uh, Akuma. You're going to go look. Whoops. You're going to go look. You're going to go check it out, Lonnie. I'm not quoting prices on the show. That's not my deal. You're going to go to your local tackle store and figure it out. Akuma doesn't sell direct to the uh, consumer. 
<clears throat> just like Shimano and some of the other companies, you're going to have to go to the tackle shops and get it. You can't order it on from the from direct from the manufacturer. That's just the way it is. That's the way they have it set up. So you have to check it out. Go to your local tackle store. Give them a call. Look online. See what they got. There it is. Wait a minute. There it is right there for you. <clears throat> Tells all, all everything you need to know about it. That big cranking handle, boy, that is a game changer. You don't get that on most reels this size in the 12 series reels. You don't get that big power cranking handle, which changes everything. With the drag system on here and the two-speed ability and that big handle, like John was just saying, when that fish is in that death circle straight up and down, you're in it. You're on it. You're, you're going to be so, you're not even going to believe it. When you turn the handle, you're getting line and it doesn't even feel like you're getting line. So there you go. Direct link to where to get it at. Right there. Just put it up on the, so check it out, gang. Go see your local tackle store. Go to, I believe it's uh, Shark Bait. <clears throat> They're in Huntington Harbor. They got these on, they got plenty of these in stock. Check out Shark Bait. That's where you want to get these at. Check out Shark Bait. Check out their what they got going on. Go to Hogan's Tackle and Dana Point. He's got them or he can order them for you. Most tackle stores can get these for you. The one that I know has them right now is Shark Bait. If you need to walk right into the store and buy one. But this thing is a machine, gang. And you know what's really cool? I was thinking about this when I was flying on the plane. It's time. How many members of your family, dads, wives that are out there that are fisher persons that your kids and your and your uh spouse and family members are all asking you hey what can i get you for christmas oh well there you go gang the alejos 12 two speed or whatever size you prefer but i'm telling you this is a machine this you're not going to be disappointed all right so back to what we were talking about gang we're answering all the questions we can and i know we got some of the reps from uh Akuma, if you throw up a question on the <clears throat> Facebook or YouTube, they're standing by to answer your questions. If you have something that you want to know about the reels or any of their lures or anything they have, you can always leave a comment here and one of them will answer you right away, I promise you. <clears throat> so don't forget 949-374-0786 is how you get through to me. Any tips? This is, hold on a second, Isaac, any tips on gear to take this weekend on a day and a half trip Sunday night out of San Diego? Well, here's the thing, man. You better have, well, I see you have your Makaira 30, <clears throat> so I take that for sure, and I'd use that for that, for that uh, slow pitch Carnata jig. I would definitely be using that. That 30 will work just fine. It's going to get you down there. You filled it up <clears throat> with the braided line like we talked about. You're ready to go. But you can't have what's going on right now with the Dorado and the yellowtail and then that smaller yellowfin and then smaller bluefin and then giant bluefin. On a day and a half trip, you can see everything. So I wouldn't leave much at home. I would have my 30 I would have my Alejos 12. I would have a couple of uh, <clears throat> of the uh, uh, Tesoros, the Star Drags, maybe one with 20 pound on it, maybe one with 30 pound on it, so that I'm 
when they come to those kelp patties that are full of Dorado, <clears throat> fly line and bait on 20 pound, I know I'm going to get a bite. I hope it doesn't end up being a tuna, but if I cast a sardine on 20 pound on the Chisoro, I know I'm going to get a bite <clears throat> on something. Dorado or bluefin or yellowfin or probably be a 200 pounder for my luck, but you want to have everything because there's so much different stuff going on and on a day and a half when they leave, they could be catching that bluefin in the dark and then they could be fishing Dorado and yellowfin in the daytime. There's so many different scenarios. So nothing, I wouldn't leave anything sitting at home. I would be ready with everything. I would leave, take everything I got. That's why I bought it all. I bought it to go fishing with it. It looks like it's a phenom phenomenal um, time. I can't believe all the fish pictures I'm seeing and all the different things I'm seeing. Guys reporting on the website, reporting to what I'm seeing, and Sonny and Justin talking about what they're seeing. A lot of bluefin. A lot of bluefin. Tough to get a bite if you're not really, really talented. But, man, if you're into fish watching, the last couple of days has been some of the best fish watching we've seen in a very, very long time. Lonnie, give me a call later. So there's plenty to do out there right now. And, gang, if you can't figure this out or if you're having a rough time trying to understand how this whole Southern California fishery works with the bait company and the bait and all that different things. All you got to do is go on my website. Go to yoursaltwaterguide.com. When you're on the website, sign up. You're not going to get charged for 14 days. Second you sign up, you leave your phone number, I call you. Me, Captain Dave. I call you immediately. Find someone else that's running a fishing website in Southern California that you get to actually talk to. Ask anybody on here. Any other... Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, anybody on my website will tell you. I answer everybody's calls. I talk to everybody. And the very first thing that happens when you sign up to the website, if you leave your phone number, I don't know why people aren't leaving it. There are a lot of people that don't. But if you leave your phone number, the first thing I'm going to do is call you. I'm going to call you right away. And I'm going to give you a full tour of how bitching the website is. Show you all about the fish reports. Fish reports are probably my very most favorite part of the whole website. <clears throat> I wish they had something like that when I first started fishing because, man, we're building a community with people sharing what they're doing out on the water on a daily basis. And now we're posting some of the older fish reports up on the web, up on uh, social media so that everybody can see all the success that the members are having. Everybody on the website that partakes in the fish reports are open books. They answer everybody's question, which is pr pretty cool, I think. You can get on there and you can chit-chat with each other. You guys can talk about fishing tomorrow or Thursday or Friday or Saturday or something. Whatever day you're going fishing. You put a post up, say, hey, I'm going fishing. Five or six guys will answer you and say, hey, we're going to be out there. We're going to be out there. Hey, or they'll ask, make sure you let me know what you catch. Everybody, it's the most coolest part of the website because we're all sharing what we're doing out on the water every single day which is something that i think we're missing out on here in southern california we're so into not sharing information with anybody and it's just part of the way it was i grew up that way not sharing any information and i broke the code a few years ago and now i 
trying to help everybody be successful when they go out fishing. Ace, my very most favorite fish to eat smoked is striped marlin. Nothing better. It's so phenomenal. And Kelly Girl's favorite smoked is our good friend Cubby, Kevin, Cubby Paul. He makes a smoked uh, Sierra mackerel that is just to die for. And that's Kelly Girl's favorite of mine, the striped marlin. Comes out really good. My buddy Pat Lyon, he smokes marlin the very best I've ever had it. I can eat the I can almost eat the whole marlin when Pat smokes it. It's it is incredibly good. Gang, <clears throat> hold on, we have a question because nobody's sending in any questions. Gang, you get a free shirt. Somebody's gonna win a shirt today, and we got two more days left for that picture. If you send me in a picture of one of your children or you wearing one of my shirts, send in a picture with you holding up a fish. You got a chance to win $200. We're going to give that away on Friday. So you got two days left to get that picture in. You got the rest of the day and tomorrow. Go fishing. Go catch a fish. Get a picture with my shirt on with that fish. Okay, here's Matt again. Fish Lab lures the flanker, shrum popper. For the tuna, does the st stock hooks need to be changed out? No. That's the really cool thing about these lures. <clears throat> Mike Bennett over there at Fish Lab, he has put together, he has talked to all the fishermen. He's talked to Todd Manser. He's talked to Dave Hansen. He's talked to guys way better than us. And they rig these things up with the proper hooks on them so you don't need to change the hooks. And most of those, the most of those hooks are exactly the size that you want to be fishing with for these bluefin. The, the hooks are match the bait perfect, just like the, the uh, slow pitch Carnata jig, like I showed that the other day. That thing's all, I think I got one right here. That thing's all rigged up with the hooks already on it. That's one of the weird things about this rigging these lures that you pay all this money for. You can't even fish with it until you re-rig it. I can't. I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense to me. I thought I had it in the drawer here. I don't see it. I should have never looked for it. But, yeah, I don't understand where you're selling lures to people in Southern California that are fishing every day, and the first thing you tell them is they got to they gotta go get it all re-rigged. It's like, what are you talking about? I don't want to do that. I want to just go fishing. All right. Jeff, what Jeff Lopez again? What size Komodo and what rod would be good combo for hundred pound plus tuna? I don't think Komodo is the reel you want to go after a hundred pound tuna with. I think this Alejos that they just came out with this is perfect price to us, ready to go out of the box, ready to go catch hundred plus pound bluefin. This thing's ready to go. The castability of this thing is incredible. The Komodo. It's a lever, or excuse me, it's a level wine reel, low profile. I just, I would put it up on those 40, 50 pound bluefin all day long, but when you get to that 100 pound plus, I'm going to need something like the Alejo series reel with the with the, diff, the different gearing in it, have more heavy duty gearing, more heavy duty drag system, just a better all around reel for doing that kind of fishing. So I would stay away from the Komodo series, but I'd get me a nice PCH rod, a PCH nine foot, extra heavy, fish that Alejos reel just perfect. Or fish your thirty, 
they're, excuse me, Fisher 12 or 20, <clears throat> Makairas, they all fish good on that extra heavy PCH rod. Nine foot, always. You know me, I like the long rod. Always, always, always. John Rowe, how you doing? Why is it so hard to find the fish when there is a southwest swell? <clears throat> it's a giant updwelling. Any wind out of the south or swell out of the south makes the fish shut their mouths. Wind out of the west, fishing is the best. Swell out of the west, fishing is the best. Wind out of the east or south, fishing is wind out of the east, fishing is the least. That's south for most of you, but it's east really in reality. But that south swell, that big south swell that comes updwelling, it flips that water over. The east end of Catalina gets real dirty. That's why things like that happen. Go to fishlabstackle.com and use the code Hansen. 25830 to get 25% off your fish lap. Oh my gosh. Gang, this is a big deal. Go to fishlabs.com. Write this down. Listen, pay attention. This is big. This is coming right now from Akuma. Gang, this is blowing my mind. Use the code Hansen, all uppercase, 25830. Okay, here, we'll flash that up on the screen. Look at, there it is. I'm going to leave it laying there. This is incredible, gang. 25% off. Are you kidding me? Gang, jump on this. Grab that. Can you, we're talking about the lure and they're watching the show and they're putting this up there. Thank you, Dave Brown or, or Mike Bennett, whichever one of you guys is doing this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's incredible, gang. Take advantage of that, gang. <clears throat> go get those lures. You want them. We're talking about them right now. I'm telling you, things are gold. You're going to want to have them when you're throwing them into that foamer or you're throwing it out to the edge of that kelp patty and pop, 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 or walking that flanker back as it twitches by the kelp. Tell me a Dorado isn't going to eat that. <clears throat> Yellowfin or a bluefin isn't going to eat that scrum popper. It happens all day, every day, and you want to be a part of that. And Let's just show this one more time. Grab that. Take a picture with your phone, whatever you're doing. Copy copy that. Get the code. Those of you that are driving in your cars, it's Hanson, all uppercase, H-A-N-S-E-N, 25830. And you're going to get 25% off. You go to fishlab, When you're in there, before you check out, put in the code and get 25% off. I, that's a phenomenal deal, gang. Go take advantage of that. Get in there and check it out. Okay, we got more questions now. People want the free T-shirt. We got everybody in the feeding frenzy now with the 25% off. It's We're asking questions now. We want that shirt. Tina, she says... I'm out, out fishing my husband, and I'm done for the day and don't want to fish anymore, but he's still all excited about fishing. How should I approach telling him I want to stop? <coughs> well, here's how Kelly does it. She sets down for a little bit, and then you can look over at her, and you can kind of read her face, and I know it's time to go in because I'm the one more bait guy. 
I'm like, one more bait. I'm going to try one more bait. And I'm sure John's the same way. One more bait. The fish are biting. One more bait. Like I say on my show all the time, when we're out fishing with our spouse, it's got to be about them, gang. And Tina, John needs to look over at you and understand that it's time to go home. Great. Tina had a great day, John. Go home. Anybody else that goes out fishing with their spouse, gang, when they're done, they tap out. It's real easy to read. And any of us that have been married for more than 10 minutes, we already know the look. We already know it's time to shut it down and time to go home. It's over. We're done. Don't drag it out anymore because it doesn't work out well. It's not a good thing. It doesn't work out well. Just go home. Be happy that you had a great day out on the water and just understand it. Next time they'll go. What pound test would I use on the Alejos? I think I would fill this thing up with six with 65 or no 80 pound. I'd fill this up with 80 pound braid. And I would use a piece of fluorocarbon at the end. A short piece tied to my popper or tied to my um or tied to my Carnata slow pitch. I'm gonna just use a little piece of fluorocarbon because remember I'm using a nine foot rod, extra heavy PCH rod because that first four or five guides, that's a soft part on the rod. So it's gonna give that give. So you don't need mono. I don't use mono. I don't use mono. I use braid and I use fluorocarbon. That's what I use. So that's what I would fill this thing up with 80. I think it would hold 80 perfect. It'd probably hold a little bit more 65. So maybe 65 or 80. I downed back and forth between the two of them. I couldn't really. Probably 65 or 80. I don't know. It's tough. 80 pounds because I know I might hang that 200 pounder. 65, I could catch a 100 pounder all day long. So let's see. We got a couple more questions. The, Kirsten. Bro, there was an ugly red tide the last couple of days. I'm sure it affects the fish bite. How long do you think it will last? Well, here's what happened. We had a giant plankton explosion with all the warm water. The water had gotten up into the seven, the low 70s along the coastline. And then when Hillary came, it turned to water. It took the cold water from the bottom and put it up on the top. And then that plankton died and that caused that red tide. And it's all streaky. But what everybody's telling me, it doesn't go any very far offshore. It goes, it shuts off real quick. And the water, when you leave the harbor, is in the low 60s. And when you get five or six miles off the beach, it's in the 70s. It's a weird thing that we got going on right now. But the red tide was caused by that plankton die-off so quick. Like in a day, we had a 10, 12-degree <clears throat> temperature change on the water in a day, which just blew that photoplankton's mind. The photoplankton was exploding at such a rapid rate and then the zooplankton was in there eating it and then it flipped over and turned it up on top of itself and everybody died. And that's what that red tide was caused by. I know, I know it's why the sea lions are eating people, but it's not really, but we'll tell, we'll go with their narrative. <clears throat> they got more to talk about why the sea lions are eating people now because that red tide's back. How long does it last? It's the craziest thing you've ever seen because I remember years where we had it so thick in the springtime that the fish finder wouldn't even work going through it, the pedometer. And we'd bitch and complain about it day after day after day. And then all of a sudden one day it was gone and we just, red tide's gone. Fish are biting again. 
<clears throat> so it can be gone tomorrow. All you need is a good downhill current, wash that stuff out, push it down on the beach in, in uh, Tijuana, and everybody will be happy. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Captain Dave, what can you tell us about the bluefin tune up in the Channel Islands? Do we need to be flying a kite? Or will the Mad Max spreader bars work too? Most of that fish, that smaller grade fish, up to that 100-pound fish, was biting the lure. It's phenomenal. It's the same fish that we had down here the last few days. It's really biting the lures good. It's biting that scrum popper. It's biting the flanker. <clears throat> it's biting those lures very, very well. Casted proper into the foamer, off to the sides of it. As far as setting up and putting the kite out, that's never been wrong. That can never not be the right way. You're going to get away from that smaller fish. You got a better chance of catching that 150, 200 pound fish once you put that kite out with the flying fish underneath it. How far? What? Justin, what? Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Amanda, it's perfect. Just like Kelly. How long are we going to be out here? Yeah. Exactly. You know right away when you see that look on her face, just like Kelly, it's time to go home. But I think if you're a good caster, you can run and gun on these um, foamer fish. But if you're not a good caster, then they're, the, the go-to would be to get that kite up and get that flying fish out there. Wherever those foamers are, just get that thing out there and let it set in the middle of the foamer. There's no... Tune in his right mind that won't eat a dead flying fish sitting in the middle of a foamer. All right. Is the d rule of thumb one gram per foot for the depth when choosing jigs? Not so much. I don't think so. I think uh, with this bluefin, it's a different thing, Tim. It's a different thing. Roy Rose showed us that if you get that lure down in that zone, they will eat it. Now, the thing is current and the speed that the boat's moving. That's going to just tell you exactly how heavy your lure is going to need to be. If you can get away with a six ounce lure when there's not a lot of current or a lot of wind, that's fine. You got to get up into the heavier ones, the 12, 16 ounce. When it, the wind is starting to blow really hard, you got to start experimenting with different weights but yeah rule of thumb it can't be because there's too many variables out there you just have to have a handful of different size lures and work around the the current and the breeze that wind is a killer that wind's going to push the boat super fast and make it hard to get back down to the fish like a lot of the oh we had tim ekstrom on here a couple weeks ago like tim saying you take that carnata slow pitch jig cast it down swell because the boat's going to drift over it if the if it's windy cast it down swell and then by the time it gets straight up and down off the back of the boat it's right in the zone where the tuna are if you drop it off the windward side the side with the wind in your face that angle is going to be so big if the boat's getting blown down that it's not going to matter if you have a five pound lure on there you're not going to get down to the fish you constantly want it to be straight up and down when you're fishing that Carnata slow pitch jig. It's super important, gang. We're check this out. 
One more time, gang. Grab that code. Grab that. You want to make sure you got these lures on hand. 25% off. This deal ain't going to last. Get on there and get those. What do you think, Marley? They should get them, huh? So, gang, we got a few more minutes here. If you got a burning question, you got something you want to ask me, if you got something you want to talk about, send in your question right now. We're going to pick one winner here in about five minutes, six minutes. We're going to pick a winner for that shirt. You could be you. If you send in a question right now, you could win a brand new Your Saltwater Guide t-shirt. And... Uh, an autographed picture of Marley. He'll autograph it for you. But, uh, <laughs> gang, I hope you're all having a great week. I had the most phenomenal time up with my granddaughter. It was incredible. Just absolutely incredible. I love my little granddaughter. I love my daughter-in-law. You know, I love my son, Sean. That was a great show he did with us the other day. I hope you all enjoyed that. Got to learn a little bit more about me and my son. And if there's no more questions, gang, I guess we'll uh, shut this thing down a little bit early today because we're not having any fan participation. I need questions. I can't answer questions if you don't send in your questions, gang. So one more time. If you guys want to become a member of the website, I'll give you an absolutely free look. Free. Doesn't cost you a dime. Send me your email address. I'll send you a brand. I'll send you a uh, brand new code to go look at the website for a couple of days. If you don't want to do that, then jump on there and uh, go take a look for yourself. You get a 14-day free trial if you don't want to call me or you don't want to text me. But check out the website, YourSaltWaterGuide.com. We're building the greatest fishing community ever in Southern California. We're going to expand out all over the place. Don't forget this Friday. At 1.30, we got Reed the Fishmonger. He is super cool dude, very funny, very knowledgeable. Got zillions of followers all over every social media platform because he puts out some phenomenal videos of fish cutting and fish processing. And he has a great message to talk about the United States fish, commercial fishermen, keeping our money in our, in our country and buying sustainable local caught fish and it's a good message so be here listen to read on friday we're going to have a great show with him i will be here with you tomorrow with my beautiful wife kelly kelly girl will be answering your questions gang so try to figure it out those of you on all the podcast platforms this is thursday the 31st of august so send in your questions tomorrow, Thursday, the 31st of August. Send them in. We'll answer them online. Kelly Girl loves to give everybody free stuff. So all you got to do is send in a question. You pretty much, she's going to take care of you. Gang, thank you all for watching the show every day. It just, it just amazes me that I'm still carrying this giant audience with me every day. And uh, I wouldn't do it if you guys weren't watching, I promise you. There would be no reason for me to talk to air like a lot of people are doing. We're actually talking to people every single day. It's amazing. We get so many views, and I'm so happy. And now, how cool is that? 25% off at Fish Labs. Fish Labs Tackle, that's incredible. That's an awesome deal. You guys are stoked. One last time, look at it. We're going to jump off of here now, and I'm going to go play with 
I'm going to go play with my monkey and my beautiful wife. You guys have a great day. Thank you all. Let's see. We got to pick a winner. Come on, Dave. We got to pick a winner. 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 Tim Ogilvy, you're the winner. You're the winner, buddy. You're the winner. Not a question, but should. I. Guys, make sure you head down to Tommy Gomes' store, Tunaville Market and Grocery, down there, right on the water, right next to Fisherman's Landing. You won't be disappointed. I have plenty of videos out there showing you Tommy and all the magic he does and all the great fish he has to eat. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, we've trout fished up there, Dave Burris, but as soon as the sun broke the, the, uh, surface of the water, as soon as the sun came out, we were covered in mosquitoes, zillions of them. We got all bit up. We're talking about the lures we're talking about are the lures that you can buy over at, if you go to fish labs, <clears throat> tackle, Dot com and use my code Hanson25830. You get 25% off on the scrum, <clears throat> the scrum poppers and the uh, flanker lures, which when you look at the flankers, you're just going to look at them. And you're just going to go fish. You're just going to want to eat those. And then that, that popper is rigged up just perfect for the bluefin. Can't go wrong. And that's what we were talking about. Miss hot rod. This is hot rod. You need to go get some fish lab lures. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm going to go. I'll see you all tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Send in your questions for tomorrow for Kelly Girl. Please make sure she sees all the love. Don't forget to leave stars if you enjoy my show. Mike Lewis, thank you. If you enjoy my show and you love what we're doing and, we're, and you want to just give us something a little special, sprinkle some stars out across our Facebook page live feed go to my youtube channel and subscribe and hit the like button hit the like button on every one of my platforms that i'm on make sure because it really really helps drive the algorithm and i need help driving that algorithm i really really do so hit the like button hit the subscribe button i will be here with you with my beautiful wife tomorrow thank you all very very much have a great day be kind to each other and turn off the news they're all lying that the virus is not back